Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Your official station to talk Knicks. The Fan 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Just like that. December 21st, Keith McPherson on the fan. What day of Christmas is this? Eighth day of Christmas, something like that? Six, seven? I didn't, I didn't do the quick math. Doesn't matter. We're getting closer. A couple days here. Uh, one more show for me. But I'm not taking off all next week. I will be in on Wednesday for the afternoon drive with C-Mac. And then after the pinstripe bowl, Rutgers versus Miami, you got me 6-10. to 10. So fret not. Fret not. I'm going to hold it down. I'm going to hold it down. So what are we talking about, right? Reshuffle the deck a little bit. You guys know uh, if you've been listening. But maybe somebody just cut the radio on in the last 5-10 minutes during the break. And I always appreciate you guys sitting through the break and, the, and you know, the ads and the Odyssey app and whatever. I'm like you. I do the same. I listen to the radio I listen to WFAN all day. You know, a lot of times I just I, I hear the same ads. I just turn the volume down, and then I try and go back. But then I try to pause the Odyssey app. But then it pauses somewhere else, and then I try to go back to live. But you 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 understand? We're talking about <clears throat> the Knicks Nets. Dante Divincenzo was my Casamigos big shot of the night. I said, why don't we why don't we give him that Italian American love, Dante Cutlets? And uh, my boy Milton, the cowbell man from the Bleacher Creatures, texted me. He said, yo, Dante DiVincenzo has an Italian nickname already. He's called the Big Ragu. I said, who came, who came up with that? Clyde? He was dubbed the Big Ragu by Fox broadcaster Gus Johnson. So. And it says, I'm, I'm assuming because he's an Italian with red hair. <laughs> the Big Ragu. I, I get you. I got you. And I guess he can't be Dante Cutlets because we already got Tommy Cutlets. And Tommy Cutlets hired a new marketing firm or whatever. Um, he hired a new marketing firm and he admitted that some stuff slipped through the cracks after allegedly doubling his fee to appear at a New Jersey pizzeria. I think I heard Andrew Bogus do an update where he said uh, Coniglio's got over a million dollars in free advertisements from this over the week. So I'm sure they're getting orders and walk-ins and 
they're profiting off of this whole Tommy DeVito thing, and he still showed up there to make right. So good for him. Good for him. And good for him also now stepping into, like, all right, I need, like, a real agency. I need a real uh, group of people to do my bookings and whatnot. No disrespect to uh, Tommy DeVito's agent, who has now become his own, like, you know, this guy, Sean uh, Stellato. He's become his own figure. He's gone viral for the green jacket and obviously Monday Night Football, the black suit or whatever. And he's got his own Instagram, his own Twitter. He's now building his own brand and his own image. He might sign some some more players. He might sign some some people. I don't know. Hit me up. Yo. I need an agent. I need some representation. Uh, if you... If you're going to try and get $20,000 for an appearance, we could work on something. I'm just playing. But, yeah, we're we're also talking Giants as we're going into Eagles week. We had a goofy Eagles fan try to call and talk about the Eagles as if they didn't just lose three games in a row. I think the Giants are going to lose to the Eagles both times, but I just, you know, I think that the Eagles are not what we thought they were. I think the Giants can compete with them, and I think these cocky Eagles fans got to chill. It's not your year. It wasn't your year last year either. It's not the Jets' year any year ever. Um, the Jets are a circus and a clown show, and I'm, and I'm not trying to pile on Jets fans. You should, be, you should be perturbed. You should be a little frustrated. You like The day after your uh, savior quarterback tells you that he's going to play two more years, you find out that they reinstate him to the active roster to practice. Not playing the game, to practice. And I guess there's NFL rules where you you couldn't, you couldn't be out there in a helmet, shoulder pads, throwing passes or whatever unless you were on the 53-man roster. But I, I have a couple problems with that. One is that for Aaron Rodgers to join the 53-man roster at week 16 uh somebody had to go and i get it the fullback position is not really needed nick bowden did score a touchdown this year and if you go search nick bowden and the touchdown right um that's how i saw the article and i was like oh yeah i remember his wife got into like a little bit of a back and forth it wasn't with snooki i I never watched the jersey shore because i'm literally from the jersey shore so I never watched an episode of that show. I, I I remember being out there in the bars and clubs. There were some bars and clubs like Bar A, DJs. They didn't let those jokers come in. You weren't allowed to come in there and film with a camera. You they they were in headliner a couple times, but like when they were out in the party scene, I was in that scene too. I I wasn't cool with Paulie D and Sammy and I don't even know the rest of these jokers' names. That's how I can't figure out who the chick was that shot her shot at Nick Bowden. And that's why Nick Bowden's wife, Alexis, oh, it was Angelina. And wasn't Angelina like an off-brand Jersey Shore person? Like she wasn't the original cast members. She was like added late. Uh, Whatever. I just always thought it was corny. I remember going to school in Virginia. And when you tell people where you're from, where are you from? I'm from Jersey. What part? I'm from the Shore, Jersey Shore. They're like, oh, you know Paulie D? It's like, nah, nah. Um, The Jersey Shore is not how they depict it. Like, everybody is in that karma, fist pumping, and and drinking Red Bull and vodka. But whatever. You guys know what we're talking about. Aaron Rodgers and uh, him taking that roster spot away from Nick Bowden to practice. I really do think we should hear a story about, yeah, 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 don't worry about the money. He, um, He's not taking less money for Aaron Rodgers to practice. Aaron Rodgers is one of the richest NFL players of all time. 
he should kick some money to Nick Bowden more than he would have made on the active roster. Little Christmas bonus. And man, talk about a Christmas bonus. Yamamoto has played Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball fans and reporters like a fiddle. He's played us to perfection. Nobody knew of this guy three months ago. Now he's the most popular baseball player. He's the most popular name in baseball. He's never played in any of the 30 ballparks over here. In my opinion, he's not worth $300, $350 million. He's been pitching since he was 17. He's 25. It doesn't mean that he's coming over here fresh and ready to go. Yankee fans remember Tanaka's elbow. By the time Tanaka was 30-31, what happened? So, realistically, what are they going to give this guy? A six, seven-year contract at 25? You do the math on that, and there's a posting fee. I don't know. I just think it's time. I think that we got the okey-doke from Bob Clappish two days ago saying, oh, this might go on until January 1st, 4th. And I already told you guys that the the posting, like it has to be done by the 4th. Uh, I got to I gotta Google it, but I'm, I have it in my head that there are rules that say this has to be done by January 4th. And if he's got some decency and his agent, Super Joel, as he calls him, Joel Wolf, who also represents Giancarlo Stanton from Wasserman, the Wasserman group or whatever, if they've got some decency, they know we're about to shut it down. They know we're about to go into holiday time, Christmas time for the next two weeks. And ain't nobody got time for that Yamamoto talk. Announce it by Friday. Announce it by Saturday at the latest. Because once once Festivus hits, bro, I'm not beat for it. I'm, I'm turning my phone off. I'm off the MacBook. I'm chilling with my baby. We're going to do all the corny Christmas music and board games and have a holly jolly Christmas. Keep McPherson on the fan. Let's talk about it. Bruce is in Flushing. What's up, Bruce? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. A couple of Yamamoto points, if I can. Number one, does Andy Martino think we're idiots? <laughs> I mean, he thinks he's smarter than all of us, definitely. <laughs> because let, let's, let's look at common sense. Martino claims when they had a meeting on Saturday, that the Mets didn't give him a firm offer. You mean tell me you're going to have that big meeting with everybody there, general manager, manager, pitching coach? Yeah, what, what did they talk him, about, Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> maybe. but And they didn't give him a firm offer? The proof is in the pudding. As soon as that meeting was over, he ran to the Yankees yeah. and said, please, don't make me sign with the Mets. Give me something close to what they offered. I mean, it's so obvious. Obvious. It's ridiculous. Yeah, if you know how negotiations go, and if you're a fan just of, like, what, why would he contact the Yankees right after that? For what, what would the purpose be? It would be to say, hey, here's what they offered me. Can you do better? Can you match this? I, I wish somebody would, you know, we have media critics on the paper, supposedly. I wish somebody would call out Martino and say, do you think we're all idiots, Andy? Well, uh, Sal Licata's friends with him, and uh, Sal speaks highly of him as far as, like, you know, he doesn't let, he doesn't have any fandom, he just reports what he knows, he has all these sources. But, yeah, um, him trying to be the, like, main guy to give us any type of lead on this, it, it hasn't led us anywhere. I'm over it. If anything, I have Yamamoto fatigue. Thanks for the call, Bruce. 877-337-6666. This thing, I do believe, ends by Friday or Saturday. 
I don't think it goes into the new year. What else do you need to see? What else do you need to hear? What other like the offers can't be moving that much. Make up your mind. Val is up in the Bronx. What's up, Val? You got it. Fierce, what's up, King? You know, holding it down. My man Fierce. Yo, that guy that just called just now. I'm on you know what? Before I get into that, I'm a Jets fan. And I'm going to just say one thing about my Jets, and then I'm going to move on to what I want to talk about. Right now, my Jets need, as far as, like, the whole organization, we need to be on say less move. Let's just finish out the season, bro. All this stuff with, like, the, you know, got to be hearing statements and all that stuff like that. And yeah, we're talking about next right year. Now. Next we, year, we, we, can, to... we, can win a, we can win a championship. We believe yeah, nah. we can win a championship. The excitement will be back next year. Come on, bro. It's all lip we need service. To be, we, need, we need to be on say less mode. I don't even want to hear nothing about that. But to get to why I really called. I want to talk to you about some Mets, and I want to talk to you about this whole Yamamoto situation. The Mets is real quick. I'm a Yankees fan, but I'm, I, I keep saying this, and I'm going to say it again. You cannot judge the Mets right now until the trade deadline comes through because Stearns is really trying to, like, hedge his bets and take his time. Yamamoto only makes sense for them because of his age and the fact that they want him to grow with what they're moving forward with, with the team. And if they get any kind of, like, spark as the season starts, maybe by the time the trade deadline starts to approach and they feel like they can really compete, that's where they might try to do something. But there's not going to be any big, yeah. big moves this offseason for the Mets. Well, all right, you know, David the, Stearns got in touch with his former employer, the Milwaukee Brewers, and they made a trade today for Adrian Hauser and Tyrone Taylor. Again, if anybody like I said, cares about those guys, you're not, you're not, it's, it's, and, and it's not, it's not a discredit to them. What they're actually doing is really, really smart. You're going to see the benefit of that. Trust me when Could I tell be. you. I know it sounds disappointing right now, but, you, and you can't even really judge it based on what's going on right, right now. You got to wait to see how it plays out all the way up until the trade deadline. Because, like I said, if they show a spark, he's going to try to have like the young people and some of the guys that they still have right now, and fill in spots with solid people. If they do anything to make them feel like there's a positive return on that team this season, they're going to add to it by the trade deadline. You just got to be patient with that. But to get to what the yeah, real real point of I don't got to be patient. I can't imagine being a Mets I'm fan. I'm a Yankee fan, so yeah. I'm just saying. They got to wait. It's always next year. It's always wait. But nah, you can't even say it like that. Do not sleep on them. I'm telling you. I'm not sleeping on them. Don't, but like don't sleep when they when they punted at the trade deadline this year, it was like, oh, well, now you got to wait a couple years. Like I thought, I'm, I thought I'm, we were in win now mode. I thought it was championship or bust. I'm saying even this season, the, the, the year they went to the World Series, didn't nobody expected in the offseason that they were going to do that. I think it was that 2015. But mm -hmm. um, the Yamamoto stuff that I want to talk to you about, that stuff, you know, I think like even now, if you listen to the, the way the talk is changing, it's the money that's starting to, 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 to add to that dynamic. And it's because of the fact that nobody knows exactly what this kid really is. And what, what I, I, I'm, I'm actually interested to see what you think about this, Keith, because I have a feeling that at some point, it's not going to happen right now, but at some point, the the players' union is going to get involved. Um, players, the Major League Baseball themselves are going to get involved, and something's going to be done to actually do something, to put something on the books as far as how they deal with these Japanese players between the posting fees, between the amount of money that can, they, that it might even be like a scale for that first contract that they come through. Because Yamamoto is unique to most of the players that come from out of there because of his age and the fact that you could even have a discussion about talking through a contract for like 10 years 
or something like that. Most of them come through a little bit older, so you never get to that kind of a, you know, window. You're yeah. usually talking about something short, <laughs> prove it to me, and then we can talk about something after. But at some point, when you start talking about 300 and change millions for somebody that nobody's seen, for all the little tiny grumblings that you hear about the ball being a little bit different, there's the, an adjustment the period. No matter what, the there's there's gonna period. be there's gonna be a change in a lot of things. His, his life is gonna change. He's got to live in the states. Like we, Kodai, exactly. Kodai Senga is a perfect example. The guy couldn't pitch every five days when he first came here. The slope of the mound is different. At, like, at some point, it's gonna happen. It's just like what happened. Like I can't remember the guy's name, but there was one of those QBs that came out of college. And he broke all – this was before they put in that rookie scale for QBs. And they, he broke he, he broke all kind of records as far as the kind of money he was getting. Was it and Matt Stafford? No. I think Matt a, Stafford was right after. Was it, I remember that, though. Was it Sam – it was Sam something. Sam something. Oh, I, Sam I, Bradford. And he, like – I mean, between the players uh, in the league, everybody was like, this is a rookie, and you've given him all of this, and you got me coming to beg you yes, for what I, I should be getting. This. At yes. some point, <laughs> the, the players' union and, and, and maybe even Major League Baseball, the owners themselves, depending on how things work out and what they get as far as returns for these investments that they're putting in, at some point, there's going to be some kind of skill because – even with the three hundred million, I don't even know what the number is that they have to pay for. You said something about it that. It keeps going up. Well, what's the what's the posting? If it's three hundred million, the posting fee is like is like fifty five million. So there you go. Something's going to change with that. At some point, that's going to happen. And maybe this Yamamoto thing might be the one big one, and the Shohei Otani with the seven hundred. At some point, because it's becoming such a a, a, a big issue, they're going to be forced to sit down and deal with it. And I, I really do think, though, if I could just say one more thing. I'm feeling good about it, though, because to your the, that last caller, to his point, and that's what I was going to say when I first started, I said, let me just hold on for a minute. To his point, if they came in, like, the, the minute right after he saw the Mets for that second time, and he goes and he's like, I need a, a meeting with the Yankees, just because you want to say, look, he has some kind of connection with us, and he's trying to, you know, do something where, like, you know, if I don't come to you uh, as far as the Yankees, it's because, you know, it's not because I didn't give you every chance to match whatever was out there yeah. or to, to, to make to make me come here. Thanks for taking the call, Fizz. Thanks for taking the call, man. Have a good night, bro. Appreciate you, Val. A lot of good points. A lot of stuff there. That Sam Bradford just just brought me back. Coming out of you know, Heisman Trophy winner, coming out of Oklahoma, Sam Bradford signed for seventy eight million dollars, six year deal with fifty million guaranteed, and uh, I think Stafford was the next year, and. That's when it all ended. So Stafford was a, a year late. Yes. No, Stafford was before. Uh, let's see. Matt Stafford is the second highest paid NFL rookie as he put pen to paper on a $72 million deal back in 2009. Uh, yeah. So with Yamamoto, and I just did some quick research, for a $250 million contract, he would be a $39.4 million posting fee. At $300 million, he would be a $46.9 million posting fee. I think that's too much money. I think that's too much money for a 5'10", 175-pound pitcher that we don't know what this guy's going to be. And, like, Tanaka absolutely loved Tanaka. Still have an authentic Tanaka road gray jersey, player tee, bunch of, like, when we had Tanaka playoff, Tanaka was my guy. Um, Tanaka would always give up that one homer. Tanaka got rocked. Tanaka got to the point 
where Yankee fans were saying, bring him back, bring him back. And the Yankees were like, no, he's cooked. He don't have an elbow anymore. Joe is out in Brooklyn. Joe, you're on the fan. How's it going, Keith? Going well. Thanks for calling. Yeah, yeah. Um, with Yamamoto, it's not like you're, when an ordinary baseball player, when they go from a $200 million contract to $330 million contract, it's like they have an historic season in between. Yamamoto, he got listed. Everybody's saying he's have a $215 million contract. And without even throwing a pitch, he's already at 330 Yeah, and that, it's all speculation and rumors and, and not for nothing, bros. It's because of the existence of Steve Cohen. Because Steve Cohen exists as the richest owner in the sport and that they that the Mets want him and they know that Steve Cohen can outbid everyone, they're starting to, to take guesses, educated guesses, estimates to where this could go. He should be around 250. He shouldn't crack 300. Yes, and if the Yankees are getting a side young motor, that's basically forfeiting on Soto for next season. So I think it just makes more sense to go on and all in for Soto. Yeah, thanks for the call, Joe. I don't agree with that. I was talking to Jim Duquette about that. We don't we don't know any of that. You can't say that if you give Yamamoto three hundred million, you can't sign Juan Soto. They, they you crunch the numbers, you make some moves, you you there's deferred money. You all just saw what happened with Otani. Otani's making two million against the cap. Or not the cap, the C B T, the collective bargaining tax. So there's, there is no canceling out of, of Juan Soto if the Yankees end up giving him $300 million. But I, I, I don't think the Yankees want to give him $300 million. I don't think they've offered him $300 million. I think that maybe Steve Cohen has gotten up there 280 flirting with that. And they've gone back with a little bit of leverage they think they have to say, hey, we just met with Steve Cohen and he put out this. Can What can you do? Can you come up on your offer? Can you match? And the Yankees are like, nah, bruh. Like, you want to be a star here? You want to be on the main stage, right? You want to wear that number 18. You want to be in pinstripes. You don't want to be overshadowed by Otani. You want to come here where we have the AL Cy Young winner. After that, you might be better than the rest of the arms we got in this rotation. You want to be the, you know, 1A, 1B to Garrett Cole? be an ace over here shine in new york because out in la people in new york are sleeping by first pitch right the yankees yankees game uh goes off and, and yankee fans go to sleep and they're just starting their game especially in this pitch clock era two and a half hour games games over 9 39 45 first pitch out in la is 10 o'clock you want to you want to be on the east coast you want to be on the west coast if you want to be on the east coast and you're choosing between here and there and the only thing that's making you think about going over there is the $300 million that Steve Cohen's offering you? Take his $300 million then. We're not giving you $300 million. This is where we're at. All right, we'll come up $5 million more, $10 million more. I don't know. That's where it feels like it's at. And I think they gave us the okey-doke with Bob Clappish talking about, oh, it's going to take till January 1st or 4th. I just read that. He has by 5 p.m. on January 4th. They're not going to stretch it out that long. It's, it's coming soon, folks. Call me up if you want to talk about it. Call me up if you want to talk Jets, Aaron Rodgers, Tommy Cutlets, and uh, the Giants facing the Eagles. And, of course, we can still talk Knicks, Nets, or Seton Hall knocking off UConn. Keith McPherson on the fan for another 90 minutes. I'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Naughty by nature on the fan. Keith McPherson on the fan, duh. KM to 2 a.m. This is my second to last show before holiday break. Rami Lavi on the boards who just told me that Jerry Recco was sick. The morning show guys were sick. Like, I, I exist in a complete different realm from the morning show guys. I never get to hear their show. I'm always asleep. Uh, so I'm like not aware. We never cross paths in here. I never hear anything from the show. If I catch something from the morning show, it's um, whatever they clip and post on our social media channels. And I, I had no idea. I did see a young lady on Twitter. I can't call it X, right? Because uh, that sentence right there, I would have been. I did see a young lady on X. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> anyway. I did see a tweet on Twitter uh, from Gabby Gordon. She said Jerry Recco's getting the entire station sick this week. I'm not going to put that evil on on Jerry. I already know where it came from, in my in my opinion, in my mind. My son is sick. My son ain't been at WFAN. Uh, my son only goes but so far from the house. He, he did go down the shore this past weekend to my boy Mario's Christmas party where we all have kids now. We're in our 30s. Early 30s, mid-30s, we all have kids under five, and you put these kids together, and my son, everything that he can physically grab gets a taste test. Like, everything he puts in his mouth. It's just it's just what babies do. It's part of their senses and trying to figure things out. Oh, let me taste this. Even tasting other babies' faces and hands, just, I don't know, bro. I used to always hear people talk about that, oh, wait till you have kids or, you know. They, they, they carry germ. Now I'm in it. Now I'm in it. But, like, I still got to take care of him. I still got a job to do. And uh, shout out to my guy, Mark Warzel, big Nets fan who went to the game tonight. And I used to always be at the Nets games um, before I had a baby. And I would have been at the game tonight. Nah, no, I wouldn't. I knew they were going to get smacked tonight. But he hit me up. He's like, you're going to the game? And I'm like, nah, I'm a little under the weather. And he's like, you're not going to work? And I'm like, no, I'm going to work. I'll, I'll be a WFAN. I'll be on the radio. He's like, yeah, they, you know, there's definitely some people that need you. And I'm like, exactly. There's somebody that's like, hey, I want to listen to Key Show tonight. There's something. If if it's not 5, 10, 50, there's at least one person. So let's get back to the calls, 877-337-6666. I think you guys know what we're talking about because we got a full rack of calls. Ross is in Bergen County. Ross is on the fan every day. Hey, what's going on, Keith? Hope you, uh, you know, hope you're feeling all right and everything. That kind of sucks. You know, I'm sick around the sun. I'm fine, bro. As I as I've gotten older, like you, I don't. You don't get sick days as an adult. You definitely don't get them as a parent. Like nobody feels sorry for you as a grown man if you got a little bit of a cold. You just got to champ it out. But I know, like I just heard my voice. Like 
like when we walk out, the radio is on delay. I heard my voice. I'm like, I can hear my voice that I sound sick. Yeah, I heard. I heard the whole morning uh, show debacle today. I heard Boomer was saying he felt like he was a little under the weather, and Jerry was bringing in the germs or something. Past couple of days, you can't avoid it this time of year, especially you know it was kind of the. I wouldn't say the convenient thing. I wouldn't use the word convenient in the in lockdown in the same sentence. But one thing with, with the lockdown was everybody was so over the top concerned about the germs with COVID. Now that COVID's kind of, I wouldn't say a thing of the past, but the outbreak's gone. You, know, you got to see all the people. They cough and they don't cover their mouth. Everything you said, touch everything. You know, little kids put everything in there. It's unbelievable. You know, you can't avoid it, especially this yeah, time of year. COVID so, never you know, happened. COVID never. You That's would, what I'm we, saying. we all went through that. People fantastic. still don't wash their hands. People still don't use Purell. It's terrible, man. But uh, anyway, uh, you, know, you know, I'm at work today. I can barely check my phone, but a like, couple minutes, peek over at my phone on Twitter, and I see a couple tweets. Uh, you know, I won't name the account, but I see what's up and goes, LFGs, LFGMs, and their quote tweets. And then I look over, I say, where are they quote tweeting? And the fact that when I click on the tweet they're quoting, and I see it said the Mets traded for Adrian Hauser and some other guy for a prospect. Tyrone Taylor. I said that Tyrone Taylor, and it wound up being one of the guys we got for Eduardo Escobar, who was apparently oh, yeah. you know the second coming to Nolan Ryan until they found out he needed Tommy John. Now this Adrian Hauser, I don't like I said I, I've been I, I put your show on like a half hour ago, so if you brought this up already, I apologize. Do you know what I know Adrian Hauser best for when he was with Milwaukee? What? was when he threw up all over himself on the mound before a start. And John Boy clipped it, and it was all over Twitter, and he had to get taken out of the game because it was puke all over the mound. That. And Yo, I just quoted it, and I said, that feeling when you get traded to the 2023-24 New York Mets. And that is what this whole fan base is in hoopla over, is we traded for this dope because he has connections to Kmart Clearance Section Shopping, David Stearns. And I heard the guy before call in, and say, oh, you got to trust, you know, trust the process. You want to talk about a phrase that didn't work out so well for a city not too far from here, Philadelphia. Ask how their, ask their basketball team how trusting the process worked out. One guy remaining, and it's the center that's known for flopping back and forth and gets 30 points a night, 26 from the free throw line. tonight and beat ball tonight. Well, that's their process. He's the last man standing. They get, you know, all you want to talk about, all the, you know, the, the, you know, drama queens, Ben Simmons, James Harden, they had to go through, you know, for that. They wound up with, I don't mean, I think Kelly Oubre got hit by the car, and I think it's Nick Batum is, the, you know, what the process wound up being. And you look at the process here in Queens. I mean, you, you hear a couple of callers say, oh, you know, you just got to believe in Stearns, believe in Cohen, what they're building over in Queens. I guarantee you a couple of those same callers a couple of years before were balls to the wall with the other philosophy, which was just throw all the money out on the table, go out and sign every guy you can, and yeah. it's just the, <clears> the, <throat> the backing, backing up the moving of the goalposts, no matter what. Every single move these two make, or not even Stearns, Cohen the, the entire time, whatever GM, Pobo he has, whatever move they make is the, the genius, smartest move in the world, which it can't be that way, because they've had Ross. like five different, that's what I'm saying, five different ideologies to run in this team, and they're all supposedly right, and they've won one point playoff team out of it. And you bring up Sal, too. I say to myself, Sal would be the perfect WWE heel, or AEW, any of these wrestling company heels, because, you know, from what I hear, you know, out of the studio, one of the you know, nicest guys in the world, and he comes on the mic, acts all tough guy. And like you said, back-to-back days, you want to call out, you know, the, the contradictory. You know, if you're talking about, oh, the Mets need Yamamoto. You know, like I said, you know, everything in their power they could do to bring this guy to Queens. Today, you would have thought he was like a, a number four starter. And, then, like, like, you know, who knows 
coming out of Japan. Who knows if you, you know the game tra- you know his game transfer. I give Sal credit, here, man. He's I, don't, I don't know how he can do it. I don't he know how he can a, flip he is like a that. Master troll. He he, he has no a, problem a saying I was troll. wrong. He says stuff and then he admit, I was wrong. Sal has had a hundred wrong takes. He just keeps rolling. <laughs> no, I, well, I I get a different sense from him. I, he doubles down on being right about stuff, but I notice he's a troll about it. other hosts. Sastradamus, yeah, but he'll say some yeah, stuff there's other that's ones just outlandish. They, Daniel Daniel Jones, Tommy DeVito is better than Daniel Jones was dude, last he, week. He's, he's such a jackass on Twitter, bro. I realize he just he needs his he needs his must. Sounds he's the best. He's looking to get Twitter premium. He's a pro. He, Eighty bucks a month from me. Uh, he shocked me Elon today, Musk. though. I thought every Mets Mets fan was in agreement that Yamamoto was the big fish of this offseason you had to get him and he got on the mic today and he's like nah i'm over it i don't want the guy or not want the, not don't want the guy but he, he completely changed his tune on how important the signing was now it's like oh we'll build a team without you i'm like sal you were just saying you were gonna go nuts if the yankees signed this guy the team they're building right now has a guy coming off a seven era is their number two starter I mean, this is, you know, when they, that first got signing, you know, all the tweets I've seen, oh, you got to be a moron to think this guy's going to be our number two story going through here. You know what? That signing was almost a month and a half ago. And Adrian Hauser and, and uh, Cooper Hummus are the only signings we made in the meantime. So, you're, you know what? By the day, more and more dominoes start to fall. You see, you know, Eric Fetty, the fact that, you know, down to the White Sox and the Mets, we were at the edge of our seats for two and a half days for that one during the winter meetings. The guy who was the other way around, rather than coming from, from overseas, he got, you know, relegated to overseas because he was so bad in America. And that was the guy we were at the edge of our seats for because, you know, God forbid Tyler McGill starts the third opening day in a row, you know, to cap off his career. Yeah. Joey you know, Lucchese bring in a guy ready. All the, well, you know David what? Peterson's let's bring good in Alec go. Manoa. Luis Severino resurgence bandwagon. Thanks for the call, Ross. Yeah, I got respect for everybody. Everybody does their own thing here at WFAN. All the hosts have their own thoughts, own takes. Everybody comes in with it. We all listen to each other. We interact online or don't or whatever. But I think it's nuts that we have back-to-back quotes from Sal. Like three days ago, Sal said that he wants Yamamoto more than any free agent that the Mets have ever pursued. And then he came in yesterday and said the idea that the Mets need him is nonsense. Nonsense. King Cohen doesn't need anyone. The guy hasn't thrown a foul. I'm like, how did you have this change of heart? You woke up on the left side of the bed two days ago, the right side of the bed today? Or is it because now the reports are coming out and you just don't feel as confident? Like, they have the whole King music, the bum, 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 bum. BT and Sal have a bet going on where he's going to sign. I, I was saying he's going to be a Dodger, but, like, imagine he does sign with the Mets. Then then BT is going to peacock, and Sal's just going to act like he never wanted the guy. There's This stuff gets recorded. All of this stuff is on a podcast. There's thousands of people listening. <laughs> I think it's great, man, and that's what makes it entertaining. Because I can't do that. All of our hosts are different. I got to stand on business. I got to say something, and I got to I gotta, I gotta continue to like believe what I say. I can't flip-flop. I can't have a take, and then a couple days later be like, ah, throw that take out. I was wrong. I don't feel the same. Like I, I think about how I feel like I'm never flip-flopping on Aaron Rodgers. I think he's self-centered. I think he's selfish. I think it's all about him. I don't think they win a damn thing with him. If they do, I'll be here to say, wow, I was wrong. You know, but with this Yamamoto thing, I told y'all, and I'm on record saying this, I never believed in Yamasoto. I, I never believed the Yankees were going to get both. 
Because I'm looking at the Yankees who traded for IKF and Donaldson. I'm like, they're not like that, bro. They're not like that anymore. They pulled off the Juan Soto trade because Hal Steinbrenner's like, you know, enough is enough. Go get Juan Soto. Michael King's not going to hold up this deal. But I don't think the Yankees are going to be finessed by Joel Wolf and Wasserman Group or whoever it is that represents Yamamoto to give this kid 300 to 350 million because Steve Cohen puts in a serious offer of over 300 million dollars. I just don't think that's that's going down. Art is in Cedar Grove, New Jersey. Art, what's up, man? You're on the fan. All right, man. Um, you know, it, it gets late, and uh, I'm just going to put Art on hold. But I understand people fall asleep. They call in. They have a, a take, a thought, an idea, and the next thing you know, it's z z z z. I I can't wait to go to sleep. But let's keep it rolling on Yamamoto. Chris is in Manhattan. Chris, you ready? Hey, Keith. Absolutely, man. You know, hmm. Keith, it's so interesting hearing about the Yamamoto thing. And I don't know what some of the take of some of these Mets fans is. Look, I love the rivalry between Yankees fans and Mets and you know, I have a lot of respect for anyone that's a diehard fan of either team. And I, I like the back and forth. It's fun. It makes New York, New York, right? But I, I think we're losing our way here. I think, like, you know, when the motivation becomes we got to get a guy because we got to stick it to the Yankee fans or vice versa, that's just not smart. And and I don't know why all these um, – some of these calls are calling up and making fun of some of these small moves like that Stearns is doing. Because here's the deal. All the big pitchers are still out there, whether it's Yamamoto, now Montgomery, you know, he's maybe mid-tier. So every GM fills out their roster. Some of them put the top-tier people first, and then they fill them out later. Like, everyone is fixated on some of these small moves because they're waiting for the big moves to happen. But that's not how you build a, a, a roster. you got to do both. So I think it's really disingenuous for them to be focusing on making fun of the process. Clearly, the Mets are trying to see what happens with Yamamoto you, first. You know what it is, Chris? I, and thanks for the yeah. call. You know what it is? It's the thought and the promise of getting this new rich owner and thinking that he's the new George Steinbrenner and him saying it's a five-year window to win the World Series. Dumb. I, like You just can't do that in sports. Baseball gods, karma, whatever, you don't you don't put something like you don't put a hard deadline in five years is not a long time. But that's what it is. It's the like I thought we were done with the Will Ponds. I thought this was King Cohen. I thought things were gonna be different. I thought the Grom was gonna stay here forever. Wait, Pete Alonzo might not get an extension. We better get Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani didn't even, we didn't even put out an offer for, what is going on? Well, we got to get Yamamoto. This is taking too long. We don't need Yamamoto. It's back and forth and back and forth. I thought the Yankees had an identity crisis, forgetting who they were. I think they figured out that they're still the Yankees and they could still go out and make trades. And now we'll see if they actually go out and pay Yamamoto. Then it's, whoa, all right. Then I, I was completely wrong about the Yamasoto thing if they actually get the kid because he wants to be a Yankee. But there's an identity crisis going on with the Mets. Your owner came in as, I'm a fan, right? And I'm money bags. And we've gone through different managers. Buck Showalter, Mary Buckmiss, to now Mendy Christmas. Billy Epler, Billy Billy Epler, Billy Epler with Daniel Vogelback and Darren Ruff. And then at the deadline, you got to return all of these players for store credit. You can't you can't actually 
see it through. You couldn't win a, a series in June. Like, that's what I'm saying. And I'm not trying to troll right now. <clears throat> I'm not trying to twist the knife. But I'm looking at the Mets franchise, the Mets organization, and Mets fans, my friends, that told me, oh, this is the time, Keith. Oh, you're on the fan now? Ha. <laughs> the Mets are going to run the city. Steve Cohen's our new owner. He's going to buy us a World Series. We just signed Carlos Correa. There is just an identity crisis going on because you don't know who you are now. This is the David Stearns era now. It ain't about Steve Cohen because you hired a president of baseball operations that knows how much money Steve has, but he's an Ivy League guy, and he knows his processes and what he's done in his experience, and he probably looks at Steve's money as, okay, we, we break that glass in case of emergency, but I got to build for the future here. I'm trying to stabilize this thing. Steve, as a rookie owner, had no idea what he was walking into. He thought he could just go buy Francisco Lindor. He thought he could just go buy Max Scherzer. And then that would turn into a championship. It turns into 101 wins and then an embarrassing wildcard exit. Embarrassing. Like, forget about it. DeGrom won you that one game and then you didn't pay him. So that's what's going on right now. It, and it's tough because... You thought you were you were out of the Wilpon era. You thought that that now you were going to be able to contend with the New York Yankees and this Yamamoto guy. If he is actually choosing between the Mets and the Yankees because he wants to be on the East Coast, he doesn't want to live in the shadow of Shohei Otani with the Dodgers. And if this is the first prospect that the Mets and Yankees are going toe to toe for, and all the reports of Steve Cohen flying to Japan, having dinner with his whole family. That's a far trip. That's already money invested. And then Steve Cohen bringing him to his house where he sleeps, where his wife sleeps, where his family sleeps. I brought you into my home. And then after you hit the Yankees up, okay, now things, I want things to get serious. I'm putting out a serious offer. I guess we weren't serious when we took the private jet all the way to Japan. I guess we weren't serious when we cleared security for you to come into my estate. Now, let's get dead serious because this offer is going to have the most amount of money we're willing to give you and a deadline for you to accept. And the young man still could go choose the pinstripes. And if that happens, there's no way to recover from that one. That one's going to be, that's going to be forever. I kind of hope it doesn't happen. I've been calling him Yamamotani. I hope it doesn't happen because then all the big bro, little bro stuff, then all the talk about the Mets running the city and blah, 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 and the new George Steinbrenner and King Cohen, and now we're doing this and that, and we're the new gold standard of baseball, then it's not. As much as things change, the more they stay the same, and that one's going to hurt because what if the guy is an ace? What if he is this three-time All-Star or three-time MVP over there and then he joins the Yankees rotation and then the Yankees return to dominance and it's like, wow. Our owner and our president of baseball operations whined and dined this guy. We were supposed to get this guy. And he still chose the Yankees for the pinstripes. The Yankees went 82-80 and 80 last year. They haven't been to the World Series in 15 years. And he still 
went to the Yankees for less. I kind of hope it doesn't happen. I, I honestly don't care. And there's some Yankee fans that are mad at me for for saying that I think he's going to be a Dodgers. Uh, Dodger, I see you goofies online. Uh, like I pay you some attention, but I don't really pay you attention at all. Like If this guy is using the Mets to up the Yankees' offer and then just passes on the Mets' higher offer and we find out the number that the Mets and Steve Cohen put out and he still chooses to be in New York with the Yankees for less, you never live that down. And then if he actually becomes a star and the Yankees are winning and the Mets are in this David Stearns rebuild, not competing, not being dominant, continuing to make these little marginal moves, these minor league moves, these no-name guys being added to the team that nobody cares about that are non-factors, and then Pete Alonzo walks out of the door, bruh, like, let's talk about the Sixers. Nick is in Howell, New Jersey. What's up, Nick? You're on the fan. What's going on, Keith? You know. Passing the time. I wanted to address uh, (laughs) a point from – this Mets fan that was on before mentioning uh, how the Sixers had a failed process. And, yes, the, the end goal is to was for us to win that championship, and we're, that's still the end goal. I just disagree with him flat out. To call the process a failure, I think, is an overstatement. And he's saying... It, it's not a lie. Player. What was that? I don't think it's a lie, though. I think it's an overstatement, and to, for him to say we've got one player left, it's not, it's not just any player. It's it's a reigning MVP, soon to be a two-time MVP. Shouldn't have really <laughs> won the MVP. Not guaranteed to be a two-time MVP because you know he's going to be hurt at some point. We'll see. We'll see. Soon to be. I, You're riding I, I high off of the 51 days. tonight. I get it. And if they didn't bring the whole race conversation to the table about Nikola Jokic, who's Serbian, and if they didn't bring the whole conversation about – him not winning a championship to the table, he would have won his third MVP and then went on to win the championship. You Philly heads listen to WFAN too much. WIP is 24-7 as well. I took an Eagles call tonight, and I just took a Sixers call. I'm not having it. I'm not going for it. (laughs) I'm just just letting you Philly heads know that right now. I'm not going for it. I hate the Eagles. I hate the Sixers. I hate the Flyers. I hate all of them. 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 Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, and the Phillies. I almost left the Phillies out. I was laughing when they couldn't beat the Diamondbacks. (laughs) Red October, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Yankees don't uh, make the postseason, and you guys got the best home field crowd, and yeah, crazier than Yankee Stadium would be. Okay, real quiet on those last two games. Staring guys down, hitting home runs. Can't spell Philly without two L's. You Philadelphia heads, like, it is a failed process. You missed on so many draft picks. You drafted Markel Fultz. The whole Ben Simmons thing. James Harden. Yeah, you have Embiid. But it's not a guarantee that Embiid stays healthy and it's not Embiid is a flopper. Embiid is not bringing you a championship, not with Giannis and Dame, not with what the Celtics have, just getting out of the East. Embiid, he he going to cry in the car. We saw what happened with Embiid when Kawhi hit that shot. He going to cry in the car. 
877-337-6666. I got an hour left. Call me up. I'll be right back. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.